Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Speaking of thesurfcontinuum.com, the latest for members is two questions answered for the Q&A page, and coming up soon is a video for the surf page evaluating the takeoff, specifically the idea of takeoff angles versus radius. I'm looking forward to getting into that one because, uh, well, I think we've all heard this advice given to beginner surfers before. Angle your takeoff. Hell, we've even said it. But I found the concept of angle is a little too one-dimensional, so I have some clips to share with our members that will help show our thoughts on that. This week on the show, Coach Ev and I are talking about fundamental number three, the stand-up technique. And if you only get one thing out of this whole episode, let it be the realization that a truly great pop-up, as surf instructors love to call it, evolves from learning how to stand up slowly with good technique and intention on your direction down the line. Members might want to listen to this episode via the membership site. I guess we had a bit more to say on this topic because after we officially finished the episode, we sort of kept discussing it together amongst ourselves. It wasn't meant to be released. It was just kind of our own organic discussion after having finished the episode. But then I figured, hey, why not throw it up on the membership site? So there's a five extra minutes for members to enjoy. All right, let's get into this one. Well, here we go. As we finally get to the stand-up, you know, the thing that everybody's so adamant about doing as quick and po as they possibly can. All they want to do is stand up on a surfboard. So it's time to really break this one down, Coach. Yeah, yeah. After all, it is a fundamental aspect of your surfing. Um, but I think one of the important things about it is that, well, in the very way that we call it, it's a stand-up, not a pop-up. I feel like that's a kind of a misnomer or it kind of leads people down a, a path that, that, that might hinder their progression in surfing when you, you know, approach it with this mindset that it has to be done fast, it has to be done quickly, you know, and anything you learn fresh, new, really needs to be broken apart and, and learned in a way that's more mechanical and step by step so that eventually it does become you know, the ultimate goal of being a pop-up. But uh, I always like to say, you know, speed is something that comes automatically, but technique is not. So you should be practicing technique and let the speed naturally evolve into what you do as you become comfortable with that technique. But if you practice to be fast, well, you will be fast, but not very good at it. And you'll never evolve into doing it well. You know, that's something that has to be practiced intentionally. And so that's basically why we teach this third fundamental as the stand-up technique and not a pop-up. Well, definitely huge props to you, Coach Chris, for bringing this one to, to the point of where it's at. Like, I, I never really thought about my, my stand-up and how I got to my feet 
until I started surfing with you a lot and really watching your your stand up and how how slow and smooth and methodical it was and how it was the same every single time almost it didn't even matter if you were on a long board or a mid length maybe it changes a little bit with the short board mm. stand up but um you know the watching you do it so many times i was like okay i gotta tighten mine up like i want mine to be i want mine to be more like coach chris's and then, and i always ref, reference yours like because it's so you know you, you can really see it from from the beach you know you can see the way that that you really focus on it and and how it sets you up for you know for for great waves yeah i feel like i remember when it, it came a point in my my mind and my surfing where i was like wow this is an important time in the whole surf process this is ultimately the moment you've been waiting for and working towards you know like everything you do and everything everybody wants to do in surfing is stand up and get on that wave on their feet so I, I you know I just was like man let's let's get that dialed and a lot of this comes from my my experience as a wrestler in high school and um, I, I just man so much of how I coach surfing comes from how I was coached as a wrestler and there was a solid two hours of every single practice after our warm-ups and before live wrestling and conditioning where we did drilling. And drilling was the very deliberate, very slow motion practice of our skills, you know, and moves. Whether it was a takedown or defensive move, whatever it was, we always did it like the coach would just insist, like, slower, 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 you know? Do it as slow as you can, almost painfully slow. Um, and, and, you know, there was plenty of times, bef you know, early in that, the stage of that career where I was like, what are we doing, you know, why? But it really quickly comes to, you know, to prove itself to you why you did that, because when you do try to do it fast, there's a muscle memory now built into you. There's, right. there's like a syrupiness that, that comes from when you deliberately pull it apart and make it mechanical. And um, so, I, you know, the, the stand-up technique has a very kind of yoga, wrestling move nature to it. You know, it's, it's a, there's multiple steps to doing it. And ultimately, you want it to be a one fluid motion, but it really benefits from being pulled apart. And, uh, and I, like each step kind of isolated. And I think that to really have a successful stand-up and eventual pop-up, you need to be able to basically hold each part of the stand-up and pause in it. Not while you do, well, to some extent while you do it on a wave, but more so when you practice it like at home on your yoga mat or whatever in your room, you know, however you're doing this. You should really be able to like pause and hold the press-up pause and hold the lunge or the back foot placement first. We can talk about that in a second, like which is better for you. But ultimately, you got to reach that front foot, whether it comes after or before your back foot, all the way forward where your chest was. Um, and you should be able to hold that, which is an uncomfortable position if you don't have that mobility in the hips and flexibility and, and strength in the upper body to hold. Um, you know, so I just, yeah, so that's that's where that all comes from. And just having really focused on it and, and forced myself to be able to do it slow and methodical has, has equated to the same way my wrestling moves got smoother and, and you know, more uh, smooth on, on, and like in a live situation was by doing it really mechanically, you know, in kind of an ugly way when you're in practice. Right, and, and that's just like, that's, that's the first thing anybody's like, 
coming to me and and wants to work on their stand-up i'm like okay you gotta slow it down you know like that's just the very first part of it and then again you gotta pick it apart like you know i always send them to the website you did a you did a really solid breakdown of like a few different techniques and then just slow and methodical doing it um in in front of the camera like on, on the grass that little video that's up on the site <laughs> and um and then when I'm, you know, when I'm demonstrate, I'm trying to like demonstrate it to them and slow it down. You know, they're paddling back out, and I'm just doing each, each section of uh, each step of it, and like really slow. And and again, it's like it's something that we had to work on. And one one of those main things, the the main two things that you were talking about, the, just the strength and the flexibility. Those are two things that you you gotta train. You know, mm. like it's most people just don't even have them. Like, you know, we're in our mid thirties and we're pretty flexible and pretty strong, but we still even have issues with our hips not being as mobile as they should. And then, so if if you're, you know, if you're past that age and and you don't really do stretching on the regular or strength training or or yoga or any of these things, it's gonna be really difficult for you to get your your goofy pop up to it to a smooth silky stand up yeah it's true and and no you know the good stuff comes from the hard work you know and the behind the scenes efforts and so you really have to try and and just tell yourself you're gonna do you don't have to do this on the beach in fact don't do it on the beach that's like <laughs> don't do it on the beach. it's the kookiest thing ever is to start stretching on the beach right before you paddle out or practice your stand up it's like you know, stretching and, and these all these things are kind of lifestyle decisions. You do them at home consistently, not five minutes before you paddle out. You know, like that's the right. clear sign of somebody who doesn't stretch and doesn't practice their pop-up. Um, I mean, that's not a hard and fast rule, but people who stretch don't need to stretch for, you know, 30 seconds before they paddle out. Um, yeah, it's more of a warm-up, like get, get your little warm-up, like that's what yeah, I say, it's like right. do your little warm-up and get your body, like let it, let every, you know, let your body know, okay, I'm about to go surf right, right now, right, and right. I was just, I was just, just woke up, but like now is not the time to get flexible, you right. know? <laughs> right, that's what I'm trying to say, like yeah. you're not going to be changing anything right now in this moment before you paddle out. Um, that's not to say there, you know, a good little routine before paddling out isn't something to like... I, I feel like it's a good um, like trigger, like conditioning for your body, you know, like, oh, we're going surfing, you know, when this right. when your body starts going through that motion. But yeah, Absolutely. like I think the way to do it is to just like we're saying, you know, you know, watch these videos we put up on the on the membership site, try to follow along and, and pause in each phase of the stand up and and find the sticky points for you. I think for a lot of people, especially men, it's the, the lunging of the front foot. Again, whether you place your back foot or front foot, I used to be like an avid, adamant, front foot first surfer, you know, like in the stand-up technique. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. Your feet land somewhat simultaneously when you are um, doing like a pretty like full speed stand-up. Um, yeah. One after the other a little bit, well, it just doesn't matter. The point is finding good foot placement with intention, with balance and control. So. The, now I've come around because, and also because I've, I've spoke with a lot of great surf coaches, I have a lot of respect for that are adamant back foot first coaches. You know, right, so right. I've kind of come to the middle ground of being like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. The point is the intention and the balance and the you know, 
the mobility and strength to be able to hold your upper body up while you find that foot placement. Because, oh, okay, well, let me just go back real quick. So like when you're practicing at home, one thing that I did and I found to myself was that like really rigid. And I was a teenager when I was doing this, you know, like I was late teen. So like that's maybe not the most flexible time of your life. Like you're as a child, you're probably the most flexible, but I wasn't like a rigid old man, you know, but I remember being like, wow, my front foot is not reaching where I need it to ultimately be when I'm standing on my surfboard. Like Mm -hmm. when I press up and lunge my front foot, it's like at hip area, not chest area. So I remember like, walking my foot up with my toes, you know, like lunging as far as I could and then walking the foot up further and then like sitting down into it, like pressing my butt down towards the floor to stretch my hips out and to make my front foot be a little bit more loose and like doing that like every day for a while until I was able to lunge my front foot comfortably all the way up to where I needed it to be. Yeah, and uh, this episode was gonna be called like, "Do you do the two-step?" But we, re- you know, we decided to make it more holistic about the entire stand-up technique. But the two-step is that thing you often see people do and might do yourself, where if they don't put their feet in the right place initially, once they get their weight committed to their feet, then they're stepping again to the right place. You know, right. and that's where you get that disruption of water flow under the board. The board lifts and drops and lifts and drops and wiggles and wobbles. Because the feet are not going in the right place correctly, it's, it's all happening so fast. And even once it's completed, the stand-up, it isn't actually completed. The feet aren't in the right spot. You sense that through your balance that's not quite solid and sturdy. So you take another step and, and replace your foot either a little more forward or a little more center. Um, and I think a lot of that, the two-stepping, is coming from a lack of flexibility. Right. And so something that brings up is... Yeah, another thing that we teach is like the the press up rail set angle takeoff before mm. before we're talking about our stand up. So that also when when you set your rail and you start going down the line first and and you insist on keeping your rail set while you start going into your stand up, you actually have a very you have a much more stable platform mm-hmm. to do all of this. Mm-hmm. Um and and you don't have that disruption right at the most critical time of takeoff where you need to start angling and going down the line instead of just simply trying to get to your feet. You need to first thing first, get your board angle, start going down the line, set that that rail in the face in that, you know, mid face or even higher. Um, and then you have this really stable platform to do all these things and slow and slow it down. You know, like, you know, you have to be really comfortable steering the board in the press up and just playing around with it just in the press up. That's first things first. And then you can start doing, you know, a Coach Chris style stand up where you're lunging your front foot forward and even holding it, you know, holding that position for a second where your front foot is lunged forward and up there by your hands, you know, and then you're adjusting your back, your back foot to get it underneath your body a little bit more. And then you're, you're rising up. And another thing that's coming to mind is just your gaze and your head and your eyes where you're looking, Mm. you know, so much of the time we're seeing people like most everybody as they're, as they're picking up the wave, 
and going through their stand-up, that whole time their eyes are looking down at the nose of their board, if not just a little bit f in front of the board because they're worried about the nose, the nose dive and when it's coming and all that kind of stuff. But it's really, it's really um, hindering your takeoff and your stand up. Those two things really, really heavily when when you're not when your eyes and your your head is not up and looking down the line. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I'm realizing more and more as I start to look for it and realize how important the direction the head is pointing and where the eyes are looking is how little people actually do that. And it, it's, it would be ridiculous if you saw somebody do that while they're riding their bike or while they're driving a car, you know, to look at the steering wheel while you turn the car or to look at the handlebars while you turn your bike. You know, think when you, when you see someone on those vehicles, a bike or a car, their head and their eyes are projecting out forward towards their turn. You know, because they know instinctually, this it's not even a conscious thing I think they would tell you, but every turn is different. You know, and how you take the same, even same left turn can be different. You can draw it out a little different, start the turn sooner and make it go wider. Wait a little longer to initiate it and then pull it, you know, sharper. There's, but you don't know how to ultimately make the lane you're aiming for if you're not looking at it in advance. And like, you know, it's just, you just have to see that. And so why wouldn't we do that in surfing? Well, we know why, because beginners tend to look at what's going on right now here and the mechanical sense rather than the, the future. And that's how you see the future in surfing is to lift your gaze. But um, it, it was just, it's been such a, uh, like a, a steady and and, and um, eye-opening revelation for me to start saying this to people. And then when seeing them do it, the, the change in the look of them as a person and a surfer, like it's actually shocking me. You know, like when I'm telling them to do this, to do it, to do it, because I'm seeing, you know, the head down, the head down, the head down. When they finally do it and I see their face as I sit on the shoulder and watch them take off, I'm like, oh, wow, you now you look like more like a surfer, like like one of my friends that surfs really well. And right. I didn't, I hadn't even put my finger on it until just recently that I see my friends' faces when they're taking off on waves or any good surfer. If I'm down the line from them, I see the front of their face. Whereas a beginner, you see their side profile and the angle of their head pointing down. Yeah, and, and like just, the crown of their, their right, head. Right, right. And it just totally changes the entire image of what that person looks like taking off on a wave when their head is turned and, they're fit and it's elevated. It's it's gonna change the game, folks. You know, just just really start working on on breaking that death stare towards the nose and towards the front of, of your you know in the water directly in front of your board. Um, when you start picking up your eyes, you know, and, and keeping your head up through your stand up, especially, it's it's gonna really change the game for you. So give it a shot. 